I admit to being freaked out about podcasting until I discovered Anchor. First off, it's free. It has creation tools that allow me to record and edit podcasts. Most importantly to me, it distributed my podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of others. Yeah, it also allows me the opportunity to make money on my podcast, which is a win. But most important overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's a huge win. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome to the first, hopefully of many, Los Angeles Peach Basket videos. Uh, we are a website dedicated right now to the Lakers and the Clippers, the best basketball teams in the association. We've been covering them for two, no, pardon, three seasons now. Um, and over those three seasons, our team has grown. And um, we're excited to hear from readers and find out what it is they want. And one of the things that I hear a lot podcasts and videos so here we are this is the first of what I hope is many what we're gonna do today and hopefully about 15 20 25 minutes at the most we're gonna talk about an article that was recently posted about one of our writers uh, where he predicted the Western Conference um, first round actually he did it all the way through the Western Conference finals uh, matchups uh, if the season were to end today so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a look at that article we're going to talk to the writer, and we collectively are going to tell him where he's right and where he's wrong. Uh, we got a panel um, that's going to uh, go over that process uh, together. The writer is the first guy I'll introduce. Daniel is the guy who put this article up. And uh, Daniel, just start by introducing yourself. Hello, I'm Daniel Romo. I've been a writer for LA Peach Basket for almost a year, about 10 months already. Uh, I mainly do power rankings and like this kind of stuff, comp like predictions, uh, and I'm excited to debate them. Right on. Holden. Uh, what's up? My name is Holden Hartle. I'm the newest addition to the LA Peach Basket. I've just been writing for a couple weeks now. Um, I'm a huge stat head, and we'll see where that leads with my writing. Right on. The third um, panel member is the longest tenured writer for Peach Basket. He's actually out of the country. So you might see him, might take a while to hear him, but uh, we're glad he's here. Tony, tell us about you. Uh, well, my name is Tony Yashar. Um, I can't even remember when I, I started writing for Basket, but I've been a writer for quite some time. I'm, I'm very, very glad, honored to be here. I've been absentee for some time, so I appreciate uh, Jose uh, allowing me to come back in. And I'm just a sports head, so I help where right. I can. Right on. I think that is who we all are and hopefully who you are watching. My name is Jose. I'm the editor of Peach Basket. Let's get right to it. What we're going to do is we're going to take a look at this article that Daniel wrote. The Western Conference playoff predictions if the playoffs started tomorrow, right? We know we're in lockdown. Right now, there's no end in sight, but, you know, we can dream. If things started today, 
or again, to quote the article tomorrow, what would things look like? Here's the first game, first round. What we're going to try to do is get through the first four games of the first round today. Um, Lakers versus the Grizzlies. Uh, Daniel, I'll kick it off to you. Tell us what your prediction was, if you're sticking by it, and what your rationalization was for making that prediction. Um, the prediction I wrote down was the Lakers with the clean sweep, uh, mainly because LeBron James is one of the best players in the NBA right now, arguably of all time. Uh, and he's sidekicked with one of the top five best players in the NBA, and Anthony Davis, uh, surrounded by a bunch of veterans, including like players like Rajon Rondo, who has a, a, ten, a reputation for showing up most in the playoffs. Uh, his nickname is Playoff Rondo. Um, and the Grizzlies, on the other hand, were a team that not many expected to be in the playoffs or even remotely close to the playoff picture. But they fought and clawed, led by uh, John Moran and John, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, all the young people. But as good as they've been, they are still really young. They're the, they have the youngest roster in the entire NBA right now. Um, and I personally do not see anybody on the Grizzlies even remotely capable of guarding someone like LeBron. And Anthony Davis, Jaron Jackson can probably hold him down, but he's still going to put up his 20 points per game. So him and LeBron around 50 points per game. Uh, no one on the Grizzlies can match that even experience wise. So I just think the Grizzlies could still steal one. Maybe after all this time off, they could be the young energized team and just jump out the gates quick. But uh, I still stick with my prediction Lakers with a clean sweep. Okay. First off, I can't believe you pulled out a Rajon Rondo reference. I mean, I get it. I get the history. I get his past. But I think that Rajon Rondo is long gone. But hard to argue LeBron, hard to argue AD. Holden, what do you think? I I agree with Daniel on a lot of those points. When you're looking through the Grizzlies roster, it's hard to you look through that roster and be like, no, he can't guard LeBron. No, that LeBron's going to dunk on that guy. You know, it's like you just keep going through the list. And – I, the Grizzlies are a very exciting young team to watch, you know, and they they have all the pieces there. And now at this point, all they need to do is develop. I just don't think that they're developed enough to compete with the veteran-filled Lakers. All right. So you, you see it a sweep too? Yeah, I see it as a clean sweep. Lakers wow. taking all four. It's going to be easy. All right. All right. I'll, I'll hold my thought. Tony, what do you think? Um, I I think that he brought a lot of extremely valid points. Um, I think one of the one of the key factors that would maybe contribute to Memphis taking a game is if the Lakers get complacent. But not only um, I think the fact that there's no one on the Grizzlies and LeBron, because you have to take a look on this Laker team. Brian, but not only LeBron, Rajon Rondo, you have Danny Green, you have countless other players on that team. They're not off experience, but they have championship experience and power. And so I, I don't even have a chance. But if they were to get a game, it's because the Lakers would get complacent. All right. Well, listen, we all agree the Lakers are taking this one. I, I, I'm not going to argue that. Um, the Lakers are the better team. That's simple. You start and you end there. Um, I just take issue with the sweep, man. I, I think the Grizzlies are motivated. They're exciting. They're young. Um, and we forget, right, that in this 
you know, makeshift environment, we're playing with honey fans. And we're not playing in FedEx. We're not playing in Staples. We're playing in Vegas after two, three months off. I think that's going to energize a younger team. and It's going to benefit a younger team. I see the Grizzlies taking game one and freaking everybody out before they uh, upset the Lakers. Not not upset them and win, in the, win the series, but piss them off. And then the Lakers come back and win it all. Uh, so I see it as a 4-1. I, I, I think they're going to take one. Um, I feel like I feel like that might do a lot for the Grizzlies' mindset next season if they could steal one or yeah. two games in this series, right? Can I, you imagine? Imagine the mindset to be like, right? We're a yeah. young team with filled with rookies and sophomores that took down LeBron and AD in two games. That's that'll be huge for yeah. next season. Yeah. No, agreed, agreed. And I think if I'm the, if I don't even know who the Grizzly coach is, man, but whoever whoever the Grizzly coach holding you probably knows is your team, right? That guy has got to motivate them that way. Let's let's steal one, right? Let, let's that's a building block that's really going to take them far. Uh, and I do, I see them taking one. Let's go to the next one. Now this one's muddy. This one's definitely muddy. Utah Jazz versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder probably the surprise of the NBA. Uh, nobody expected them to be as good as they are, uh, but they're good. Uh, and the Jazz. Also good, steady, flying under the radar, but they lost Bogdanovich. So, Daniel, we start with you. What was your prediction? And, and I, I will say this was made before the injury. So do you still stick with your prediction or are you updating it? My original prediction, I had the Jazz 4-2 because they had two 20-plus per game, uh, points per game shoot, uh, scores and the, Jazz, the Thunder at zero, although they had some 19s. Uh, and Rudy Gobert who's one of the best defenders in the entire NBA and could have won back-to-back defense player of the year awards. Uh, but on the other hand, like the Thunder have uh, Shai Gildas-Alexander, who's coming a star before our eyes. Daniela Gallinari, who's always just been a bucket every time he steps on the court. Steven Adams, who's a very solid uh, all overall player, rebounding defensively. And then they had, uh, I pro- excuse my pronunciation, Lugenius Dort, the two-way player. Who just came out of nowhere and started at, like I think about like 20 games for them this year, um, and they've had the most comeback wins in the NBA. They have Dennis Schroeder, who's the leading candidate for Sixth Man of the Year, almost putting up 20 points per game. Chris Paul, who's rejuvenated, and the Jazz had some tensions recently with the whole Rudy Gobert situation. Donovan Mitchell wasn't happy about it because he contracted the virus from him, but and then Boyan Bogdanovich is now out for the uh, potential season if there is one. Uh, I, I, I had the Jazz winning, but I'm torn between the Thunder and and Jazz. I might lean towards the Jazz in seven, a very very close seven, but I can easily see the Thunder winning it. Okay, coin flip. Holden, what do you think? Yeah, definitely a coin flip going on here, especially with the dysfunction that the Jazz have been going through. There's. Uh, right, Donovan Mitchell has gone on record and said that he's like he'd like to put the whole nonsense with Rudy Gobert behind them and move on and play basketball. But you know, how likely is that? Could that be? Would Rudy Gobert's uh, minutes be lessened and he'd play less of a role in crucial playoff moments? Like all all these questions arise, and you have a really hungry Thunder team, a Thunder team that at the start of the season had a zero point two percent chance of making the playoffs. And now they're here as a fifth seed. 
Dang. They're going to be out there. They're going to be hungry with a super efficient three-point guard lineup that's incredibly difficult to stop. I'm taking the Thunder 4-2. Okay. All right. Tony, Utah Jazz versus the OKC Thunder. What do you think? All right, we might have lost Tony. Possible. All right. Feel free to interject at any point. I'm going to go ahead and give you my thoughts. Um, OKC is a fun team to watch. I I, I like them. Uh, Chris Paul came (laughs) – just came out of nowhere. Nobody was expecting him to be as good as he is at this late of his, in, in his career. Point guards don't do that. Point guards tend to fall off the edge quickly. Uh, this guy is just as good as he's ever been. Um, and it's been amazing to see this team just kind of rally around that. Uh, Shea, the former Clipper, uh, just looks like a stud in the mix. This is a good, good, good team. And they're, they seem to be tight, right? They seem to they, they, they have that great camaraderie. Which, well, so I I like um, some of Daniel's points here in this. Um, I do think Thunder have the becoming team, and they, and even though they are surprised, um, they, they do have some veteran player ballers on that team, and Stephen Adam and uh, Paul Chris. Well, I, I think. Hi, Tony. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put a period at the end of this one, and we'll go on to the next one, and we'll, we'll try and give you enough time. Because uh, we know you can hear us, it's just a little bit of a delay. But I agree with with what where Tony was going. I mean, the Thunder look good. Uh, they're solid. They got good pieces. But what sets them apart for me is their camaraderie, their team chemistry. They've got it. The Jazz don't. Right now, the Jazz are a mess. I think that I think they're just in shambles, and I just don't see them being able to to really rebound. Uh, and to do it quickly should the season start up again. So, yeah, man, for me, it's it's a thunder, 4-2. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's 4-1. Uh, this is the Thunder's, uh, Thunder's game to win. First I do game. have one more uh, thing yeah. to add about the Thunder, um, about the three-guard li- lineup Holden mentioned. Yeah. I remember before league suspended play, they, uh, the Shai Gilgis, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, Daniel Gallinari, and Steven Adams had the best net rating in the entire NBA in the fourth quarter, which is like, and I think it was by a long shot too. Wow. That's remarkable. It was an experiment that paid off. You'd win a couple bets uh, telling people that because I would not have known that, just like I didn't know the coach of the Grizzlies, who is Taylor Jenkins, and you didn't know it without looking it up either. (laughs) On we go. Clippers versus the Mavs. Um, I like the Mavericks. Mavericks. I, I, I think that uh, Przingis is, is – he just doesn't – he looks like a shell of himself. Um, but obviously the potential still there. He's a unicorn, man. He is, you know, a, a Anthony Davis in a lot of ways, a tall guy who can step out, shoot the three. Um, but he just – this season, he just – I don't know. He just hasn't looked dominating to me. Uh, but Luca, of course, is amazing. Um, so good team, good pieces, but the Clippers, man, the Clippers are, they're, they're stacked, they're loaded. Uh, they, they, they don't have any weaknesses, man. I, I, I'm messed up. This was one I'm excited to talk about. So I just started talking about it. It's what we do, but we always start with Daniel. You wrote this. What are your thoughts and what, uh, why do you think? Um, 
it, it, I originally put down the Clippers win 4-1 in the series uh, because when the Clippers were healthy this year, they were one of the best teams. They were undefeated for the first couple months when they were healthy, uh, and then they recently lost a couple games. But they, throughout the season, they added Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, who are both very capable scorers off the bench. Um, Lou Williams is doing Lou Williams things off the bench, yeah. and him and Montrez Harrell are doing exactly what they did last year. Uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, last year proved that he can show up in the playoffs, uh, could take it to a whole new level. Paul George has struggled with health this year, which might be a little problem, especially given they got some time off, which some would think that'd be better, but also he's out of game shape maybe. Right. So it's it's a little – who knows? But if he is fully healthy, he could be a – he could decide a series in a heartbeat. He could – if whether he performs well or not, that can decide a whole entire playoffs. Um, but the Mavericks, Luka Doncic was an MVP candidate for the first couple months, but unfortunately he suffered, suffered a couple of ankle injuries. So he came out of the conversation, but he also is putting up around like 29 points per game. Uh, Porzingis, he has had a great year considering like people like Hayward, uh, Paul George, who all come back from injury struggle the first year back. He's doing kind of the same thing. He's a little inconsistent, but he's still putting up around like 20 points per game, which is yeah. pretty solid. Although he does have some like two for 20 shooting nights. But um, the loss of Dwight Powell is going to be huge. He's not really a well-known name uh, by most casual NBA fans, but he's been a really solid big man for them. So Boban is really good because he's very tall, but he is very tall, which makes him almost like he's easily uh, switched onto – uh, point guards on defense, and then it, he does. He has no chance. And Maxi Kleber, 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 uh, has just been a pretty solid big man. Um, I can see the Mavericks stealing two, maybe behind Luka Doncic and Porzingis, maybe dropping thirty one game. But I don't think there's any chance they ever come close to winning the series. Uh, I think the Kawhi could just easily carry these guys past the Mavericks. So I still have the Clippers. In four one, all right, Holden. Yeah, I the this Mavericks team has some problems, at least for me. Uh, what Daniel mentioned in the article, which is really interesting, is the Mavericks' inability to win against a team that's over five hundred. Right, they have a losing record. That's that's shaky. That brings up some problems with me. Right, and when you look at how the other thing that's really staggering to me is you look at how deep the Mavericks bench is. Or not, excuse me, how deep the Clippers bench is. And like Daniel said, these very capable scorers off the bench. And you hold that up against the Mavericks and you go, I just don't know. You know, I think that even if Paul George struggles with health and is maybe out in the first round, I still feel like it's a Clippers clean sweep 4 0. Wow. All right. I'm not, I'm not sold uh, that much on the Clippers. Um, to the point where I think they're going to sweep this team. Um, I think the 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 key for the Mavericks is Przingis. All right, Luca is going to be Luca. We know who he is. He's phenomenal. But if if Przingis can have a game like he had when he came up with New York, and he can be who he was, those two together are pretty unstoppable. I could see that happening at least once out of four or five games. Um, so yeah, I think I think Daniel got this one right. I, I think Clippers are going to advance. Um, I think it's going to be four-one with with a possibility of four-two, but 
not likely. Um, but it's going to be a good matchup. I think this is going to be fun, and I'm excited to see uh, Boban again. We'll never, ever, never diss Boban. Tony, we're going to go ahead and give you about two minutes, see if that gap shrinks a little bit. What are your thoughts on Clippers Mavericks? Uh, Clippers in a slot. I don't think big or not. Clippers are just way um, too, too, much, too deep, too much grit. Paul George and, and Kawhi is just going to be too strong for them. I, I don't think that they're – Boom. I think we agree there. You know, Holden, I'm going to go back to something you said about the Grizz and if they win – you know, one against the Lakers, how it's going to propel them into next season. I, mm-hmm. I think the Clippers core had that same kind of moment last season. You know, when, when, when they played well, they took two against the, the Warriors back when the Warriors were good. And then they add these, these incredible, you know, players like Kawhi and PG and, and all the other pieces they've added since then. That core knows they're good. Um, and it's, it's tough to beat somebody when, when they think they're good. And these Clippers know they're good. Yeah, exactly. I Let's forgot, go on, man. Oh, go ahead. I forgot one more thing, which was kind of a big – I think Please. the one thing that could slow down the Mavericks easily, or not one thing, the one person, is someone we didn't really mention was Patrick Beverly. I think okay. since Luka is very young, I think Beverly can get into his head, head really easily. And, like, he won't make Luka – Luka will probably still put up 20, but Beverly is known for being a pest, and I think he could give Luka a very hard time. Yeah, yeah and if he does it. It won't be for not trying, right? For lack of trying. Beverly's going to do whatever he can do, you know, to get in Luca's grill for sure. Man, I miss basketball. Just talking about it. All right, last one. Um, these are my least favorite Western teams. That's just my own personal bias. I think the Nuggets are boring and the Rockets are just, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just, just one of those teams I don't like. Uh, they're matched up. Um, Daniel, what do you think? Um, I kind of agree with you. This one was not my favorite series to write about because I'm not really a fan of what the Nuggets are building. I think they're a good team, but they just don't have that one player who can lead them all the way to an NBA Finals. Like Jokic is a star, but not a superstar. Jamal Murray's a solid psychic, but he's never going to put up 25-plus a game. Uh, and the Rockets, their play style isn't my favorite, but sometimes it – yields out like great results like they beat the lakers they beat the clippers they beat a bunch of good teams with the uh but so this one i had it rockets 4-3 because i really was torn between the two teams because the nuggets aren't really flashy in any way except for Jokic makes an occasional flashy pass and the rockets are just three pointers layups free throws which is not really a fun type of basketball to watch so and Jokic, Harden, and Westbrook with refs, it's just going to be a compl- complaint fest for seven games. Um, so watching-wise, it might not be the best series to watch, but basketball-wise, it could be a little interesting. Um, if Westbrook plays the way he did when they got rid of Capella, which was near like superstar level, he put up yeah. around like 36 or whatever points per game, got whatever he wanted, I think – the Rockets easily scrape by, but if Westbrook does what he did in the first half and like forgets how like how to manage the offense, I think the Nuggets can just squeak by just barely. But I still have the Rockets in seven. All right, Holden, what do you think? Yeah, I, this is a really interesting matchup because you have two teams that are playing uh, unorthodox styles of basketball. You have 
uh, right? You have the Nuggets who have an offense that runs through a big man, something that we haven't seen in a very long time in the NBA. And then you have the Rockets that are playing without a big man. Uh, so to see these teams go against each other is kind of interesting. I think I think the Nuggets have the edge, though, and here's why. Jokic is such a capable offensive player, and without someone on the Rockets who's tall enough to defend him in the post, I feel like he's going to have a field day. And you combine that with even the possibility that Westbrook can, Westbrook can shoot 20 30% from the field, I feel like that might lead to some troubles with the Rockets. So I have the Nuggets. I have the Nuggets in seven. Dang. Okay. All right. I have a I have a counter argument real quick. Go ahead. Um, wait. When you say that about Jokic, uh, I just want to like how did but like the Rockets stopped like Anthony Davis. Like they did they did their best about Anthony Davis. They still beat the Lakers. They stopped a bunch of other big men and they still finished to beat him. I'm just like I don't think Jokic is capable of carrying. I think no, the Rockets but you have Jokic and you're surrounding him with again like you said not superstars but if you're if you're the Rockets and you see PJ Tucker on Jokic right and you're going to send a double team you're going to pass it out to Michael Porter Jr you're going to pass it out to Jamal Murray right Gary Harris all very capable of making a wide open three I feel like that might get to the Rockets and Nuggets in seven all right Tony what do you think It depends on if you can hear me or not. <laughs> <laughs> we can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, so so I I do think that um, first of all, when you talk about, um, I like the point about Jokic and whether or not the Rockets have somebody that they can defend them. Is, is not Tyson Chandler on their roster? So I mean, you don't need someone to neutralize. Um, Jokic offensively and decent. You just need somebody to, to uh, D him up. And, and no, no matter how old Chandler is, um, he's one of the best defenders in the game and has been for quite a long time. He has the height and the skill to deal with Jokic. And Jokic is known to be, be soft. I don't, I don't think that the Nuggets, the Nuggets have been an up and coming team for four left. years now. After. Um, after being in the team for four years, it's almost uh, inevitable that they're not going to reach their potential. Compare with Jokic, Jokic, to me, is a number two. He's not a number one. With you guys, when you say he can't get a team, but I think that the Rockets have too yeah. much of an inside game in the, in the, when I mean outside, inside driving, shooting. And, and I believe that Russell Westbrook with the, Removal of Capella for this particular series allows him is going to get to the basket because Tyson Tyson Chandler nobody nobody on the Rockets can stop Jokic from getting you know decent buckets and shoot inside and outside but he's going to have to defend somebody when they go to the lineup and that's going to pull paint out of the allow Russell which is going to seven games of that I, I don't think that the Nuggets could beat him and I. I I know that Nuggets have a better series, but they played in the West. The Nuggets is not one of the the best teams in the West. They over the course of eighty two games, they'll win their fair share of games. But when they have to go up against the lead of the Western Conference, they just they have the talent up down the roster uh, to, to be the team like have playoff experience and 
they to me they just they had they just have a stronger uh, a stronger ability to to penetrate whatever the Nuggets have on defense. And, and Jokic, he to me he's not a dominant big man. He's a a, a steel man that can be pushed around. All right. Listen, I, I I don't know what to say. I don't know what I don't know what to think. These are two teams I, I'm not a fan of. Um, these are two teams that you know the the Denver Nuggets. The, the most exciting thing that happens in a Denver Nugget game is I think Daniel brought it up a Nokic pass, which you know he makes some pretty amazing outlet passes, or or watching Jamal Murray you know antagonize somebody. That's the most exciting thing that happens in a Nugget game. Uh, the Rockets are exciting. They're fun to watch, but I just don't like the way they play ball. Um, so these two teams are really tough for me. What's that? Oh, I thought I heard something. Um, but for me, I, I think the overriding factor here is going to be the fact that Malone is a really, really good coach, and he's going to have this team ready. Um, D'Antoni, he, he's a coach who gets you to the playoffs, but he's not a coach who's going to take you very far in the playoffs, historically speaking. Um, so I, I think the overriding factor here is going to be the fact that the Nuggets have been good for a long time. The Rockets have been up and down for a long time. You know, this season it hasn't been a good one for them. Westbrook's been all world, and I expect him to be great. Harden, of course, is amazing, but uh, I, I think it's a Nuggets series. Uh, but I also don't think I'm going to probably watch it. Nuggets four three for me. Um, all right. That's everything. Um, I'd like to think we had time for a recap, but I feel like we got a little long. I want to thank the panel, Tony out of the country, making the time all appreciated holding. appreciate your time. Uh, and of course, Daniel, the author, um, great takes, great opinions. I hope we get a chance soon to find out which one of us were right. Uh, next week, we're going to take a look at second round all the way through to the Western Conference final. Uh, we're LA Peach Basket. We're the voice of the fan. We want to hear from you. What do you think? Where were we right? Where were we wrong? Let us know. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's is money. You can catch it. When lose on LA hoops, come over to Peach Basket. Today sports, post-game reports, debates and play-by-play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone a man up, you can ask Peach Basket. The P-